Hello, welcome to what's left of INN and Dan Dan and Nitro are here. Or there. Hi. Or there. Or there. Or there. But they're around. And I'm just going to whack the microphone. So, most of INN have escaped to CitizenCon. We're what's left. I'm sorry. But there is some good news. Polaris is out. It's it's a pretty sexy ship. It is. It is. Not, not my kind of aesthetic. I don't really have an urge to want one, but it is a sexy ship. <laughs> I don't have the urge to want one, but you should. I urge to want one. Yeah, like, I mean... A lot of ships have come out, like like the Sabre, for example. The Sabre came out last Citizen Con, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, I need to have one. That ship is like, I want one. So I did the, I think it was a $5 upgrade from the Super Hornet to the Sabre, and uh, I, I haven't really regretted it. But um, yeah, with the Polaris, it was kind of just like, yeah, it's cool looking, but I don't really want one. That was a $5 upgrade for you? Yeah, because my I had a Super Hornet, remember? You had a regular Hornet. I was say, that was a $40 upgrade. Come on, man. Next, any thoughts on the Polaris yourself? Because we can talk about it now! Kill shot. Yeah, it's a kill shot, but I only want one, though. No? No. I mean, I Wait, ship? I've got one ship that's really big, so I don't want another one. True, I you're very proud of your 890. I am. And as long as it's got strip poles. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. I call one. <laughs> <laughs> I was there like, a Polaris or a stripper pole? In Shiva's Polaris. There was in the sneak peek newsletter this week, The um, was shown off of one of the inside rooms, I think, from the Polaris, and it had billiard tables on it. Apparently, they're going to, you're actually going to be able to use them. One assumes tables or billiards. One assumes billiards. So are we are we put, putting mini clip eight ball pool in the Star Citizen? Yeah. Awesome. I'd do I'm it. Cool with that. I'm cool with that. Just line up the angle and then click and drag and yeah, that'd be fun. Why not? Don't forget to recharge your space cues. Yeah. In space, no one can hear you chalk your cue. Yeah, I was going to say, is there going to be like an interactive mini game where you have to like make sure that the chalk is perfectly lined up at the end of your queue and quick time me a <laughs> Well, I mean, in fairness, you can do a get a pretty good um, little billiards game on mobile. So, yeah, yeah. and it's not unprecedented. Smash GTA space 4 had it. Chalk your queue. It'll be is like a really? big mini game. You, you, you pick up the thing and then you do this mouse action to chalk it up what, was, what game was that oh, where you actually had to do mouse gestures that reflected what you're doing in game like the guy was in a wheelchair so you had to move your mouse as if you were moving a wheelchair that's a quite really old game now but oh uh, no that sounds really foreign to me though yeah i'm surrounded by kids <laughs> i'm no, i meant the wheelchair thing not the game Oh, I really hope it's not like one of those things where it has like, you have to get your angle and it has like one of the bouncy sliders for like the power <laughs> meter. It's like, all right, I need to get this angle. And I just, okay, that's, yep, that's a wall. Cool. That's what there the golf shot's the, um, really going to be used for. 
Really? <laughs> yeah, they're going to just take that off from the scanning when it's done and then move it to the billiards, I bet you. Nice. <laughs> All right, so that ball is going at exactly zero kilometers an hour through space, so if I lead the queue... Oh, I missed. Was it Futurama where they made a golf course out of planets? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, but, that. but Red Dwarf uh, did snooker with planets first. And what? something else did. Why? You're too planets. young to know what Red Dwarf is. These two are too foreign, and now I've I've just not it's not good. If you watch Red Dwarf, it's good. <laughs> I've seen Red Dwarf Sugar. You really? Yeah. I'm impressed. I like things. I'm sorry. You're the you're the first one, probably the only one. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so we also hit 126 million dollars, basically thanks to the Polaris, which is pretty good. And then not oh, even that's the Polaris a lot of money. Proper, just the Polaris for the subscribers concierge. No, so, it's only a few people. So what? Star Citizen is like 38 times the next highest. Uh, Backer-funded game ever. Every single time what? they get more money in, it's a new record, isn't it? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh well, uh, number two for the next highest back game is uh, Rockin' a Sweet, one point four million dollars. Hmm. All right, and guys. Was, keep doing wasn't there thing. a game recently that, um, like, supposedly got like uh, fastest crowdfunded something? I, I don't remember. I think so. I, I, well, you're yeah, like a space. Okay. Yeah. Give him a minute numbers. and he'll, he'll search his data banks. <laughs> he's smart. Yeah. He's not like Nitro. He's like, oh, hey, uh, here's something that I don't know anything about. Well, Look it up for you me. You got this, right? Yeah, you Ukulele got it. was the first game to a million. The fastest game to a million in Kickstarter. Ukulele? Yeah, ukulele. <laughs> ukulele? Yeah. You say what? So this 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 is where we realise that Dan has either got a ukulele or he's absolutely humongous. A bit of both. <laughs> it's true. that's an acoustic sized ukulele. Ah. So I mean that's that's pretty much it for news, really. Yeah. Man, isn't it great when the news section of the news show ends in seventeen minutes? <laughs> Well, um, over on CIG's thing, they are actually doing their own little stream right now. I say little. I think I don't know if they're yeah. going live yet, but oh, who no, they have? Them. Is it the same people? I have Sophie Girl. I think and so. Flint and Sophie Flint. Others. WTF. <laughs> I don't remember the third guy. And yeah, there's someone else. Yeah, people that are at Sitzcon. Yeah, it's very so. similar to what they were doing at Gamescom mm. um, with Bad News Bar and DJ Knight and those guys, except now it's different people. And they've got a few of the devs oh. who drop in and say hello every so often as well. It's kind of like a very long RTV. Yeah. With streamers. Not really. It's, yeah, yeah I mean, it's not, yeah, is it? The, no, the people with the, the devs was maybe 20 minutes per dev. Um, what was it? Matt Sherman, Jeremiah Lee, Brian Chambers... Ben, Alexis, and Sandy were all on it yesterday. I heard that Sandy is time. 
She has, yeah. Time. That's confirmed then. Sandy, it is time. Yep. So, Citizen Con, we've already brought in a million and we've not even got done anything from Citizen Con yet. What do you think is going to happen, Citizen Con? Do you think they're going to show us another new ship that goes on concept set and we're just going to easily break another million? Or what? That would be nice. Like, ideally, more ships are cool. Yeah, I'd be impressed if they had another concept ship that was kind of, they were hiding up their sleeve and they're just like, yeah, we have the Polaris, but hi, here's the ship too. Like, maybe not even like another big ship, but just like, yeah. Even if it's just like another kind of like, of, Saber sized. Yeah, like something smaller, something cheaper, because more of the game's coming out and it's getting more publicity. And with Sitcon, I'm sure it's going to be up in gaming news again. So people are going to be like, oh, hey, what's that? And not everyone has, you know, $250 to spend on the ship. Yeah, and it may not go on sale, but they might have more on the F8 Lightning. Mm Because isn't that um, Squadron 42 esque? Yes. That's true. Also, I mean, I mean, I feel uh, like. Sorry, next, go ahead. No, I'm fully expecting a second ship. I don't think they would pre-sale the Polaris unless they had another one lined up. Mm. Yeah, that's true because it, it kind of seemed like the Polaris was going to be like the big ship that no one knew about, kind of like the Saber. And then all of a sudden, a week or two weeks before the event, they're like, "Oh yeah, Ben accidentally said that it's going to go on sale." Oh man, we had a pre-sale website all lined up for it that we totally did on purpose oh. and yeah it, it feels like knowing cig there's there's going to be another boom surprise at the event tomorrow so because you thought the polaris was cool guess what this one mm-hmm. the polaris is um priced at a place where only someone who's enthusiastic about the project would really be buying one there sh- mm-hmm. I it would be good business sense to do something far more affordable that if they're going to show off yeah. um something at CitizenCon that's going to get people interested to show something that's in the more affordable bracket shall we say for Especially you know, someone newcomer attract they would attract new people you know, all the gamescom streams and the, the CitizenCon streams today and yesterday they're all geared towards new people not towards the existing backers mm. they try to pull people in with that and so I imagine they will say, well, here's an a, a affordable ship, and then here's, for those of you, with 625 or $750 by around. Yeah. I see them presenting more than one option. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I was saying, with them trying to bring in new people, they could it could be the new ship that's like low tier, or I, I don't know what tier would be, but just a cheaper, more affordable ship. And then, hey, here's a few different options. And if you're really interested, we have all these other ships too. This is very true. And this is something else to bear in mind as well. It might not be a concept ship. What if uh, Caterpillar is flight ready or hangar ready? Herald, we know they were saying, is going to be ready for 2.6. Very uh, the, ambiguous. On the stream yesterday, on the stream yesterday, Matt Sherman said they're working to get it flight ready for 2.6. Uh, is it flight It ready? also wouldn't surprise me if they had... Um, you know, it's Citizen Con, so they're going to have a big Squadron 42 thing. It wouldn't surprise me if they had a, a ship package of a small ship that's been available um, that goes into a Squadron 42 package. Like, you know, right now, the only Squadron 42 package is an Aurora, if I'm correct. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, oh, yeah, here's a 
uh, $45 Squadron 42 package that comes with the Mustang Delta or a Reliance uh, Skirmisher or whatever. So, uh, To answer very quickly our holidays question, because we'll take questions at some point. We'll probably open up a little bit earlier for questions because of no news. Uh, but Ooh. INN will be doing a cast with, in conjunction, partnering. We're getting Realm and Nitro back. So we're going to work with the base and simulcast our presentation and we're going to host it on INN and then we'll come back. So we'll be doing a pre and post Citizen Con show, which is Sunday. Uh, is that 2100 hours UTC or 2300 hours UTC? I think it's 2100 hours UTC because we're plus one. I think I'm not. Yeah, it's not start at 11 our time. So I think it's 20. 20- 200 UTC. I'll check. Uh, I do, only know West Coast o'clock. times. Yeah, it's about 6 o'clock. Um, 10 p.m. UTC, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Yep. And we'll start yep, yep, our yep. show one hour beforehand. And again, we'll have nothing to talk about, so we'll, we'll probably just poke Relum and get some information and views out of him, or maybe just crack jokes for an hour. Yeah, rampant speculation. Rampant speculation. I think there will be ships at CitizenCon. There also may be gameplay. One at a time. (laughs) Dan Dan. Buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. Nitro. Gameplay, video games. Next. I think Crash Roberts will be there. 4K genitals. No. You no. guys all stole my answers. Like Next, I, I don't believe that. No, you don't like us to be there. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> highly that'd be really coincidental. Yeah. Sitcon's oh. too low level for Chris Roberts, thank you. After last week I'm gonna try and play safe bets because I predicted the Polaris being a thousand dollars and I was wrong. I was very wrong. <laughs> By almost two hundred and fifty dollars. By two hundred and fifty dollars. You're not math. Does that mean you lose two hundred fifty dollars? Because I'll take it. Only if it's nitro is two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Thanks. It gave people um, a uh, a discount or whatever. I know I got one. I didn't really look into it because I was like, "Oh, it's pretty shit," but I don't want it. <laughs> As I understand it, the Polaris um, pre-sale pre pre-sale, I suppose, <laughs> is for. Pre-pre people attending the event vips which i think is basically concierge status and long-term subscribers i think it's just subscribers people just subscribe, subscribe when they put so it up. does that mean that if someone isn't a subscriber and they went off and subscribed right this second they get access i don't think so so it's a previous well, month probably then i guess if you were subscribed when it came out well i, I haven't been subscribed in for a while and i got the email for it so it might be a concierge thing, yeah. That is, yeah, it's concierge and subscribers. Okay. I, I, I did buy mine, and I got in the top 100 registry thing, so I'm happy. Did you find out what number you got? I or do you just know? No, I just no. know I'm in the top 100. That's so, awesome. And, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, it's weird. I can talk about this damn ship. I've been under the NDA now since, what did you say? Was it May, April, May or May? Yeah. We yeah. went on the tour and they 
showed us it and since then i've wanted it and it, it didn't change that much since we saw it did it not in ways that we've seen like the shape of it's the same mm. but for all we know inside of it could have changed radically for all we know this is true and it seems to have had a more defined angle spot onto it rather than being a bit rounded at points yeah rounded at <laughs> points <laughs> i honestly think it looks like a fat constellation it's like they took a constellation, made it a bit bigger, fattened it out so they could have like a small single fighter hanger in the top, and then said, here you go. They're a bit um, tricky with the wording on that hanger, because it says uh, oh, can really? take fighter craft or support vessels. And it's like, well, what are you counting as a support vessel? Because the cutlass uh, red. Starfarer, cutlass oh, red. I'm thinking more Argos. Mm. But yeah. then that, that, that's like, that's a given considering it's so small and cute. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking like snubs and stuff. They're the support vessels. Ah. Um, that's a good point. Hmm. He's thinking. Wait, yeah. Are you thinking no, Nitro? I'm, I'm just, yeah. But, uh, the Terrapin, that, is, that a considered, is that considered a support vessel? No, it's more so. kind it's of a shell of what it used to be. Researching. I mean, yeah, it might yeah. it might do a support role, but I think the support vessels are the ones that are made for use in other ships. The ones that you can put underneath a bridge mm. and they'll take the weight. Sure. Yeah, as I understand it. <laughs> as everyone just silently nods their head at Shiver. Yeah, just, I'm I'm losing it on the puns. Like I should be joining in, but I can't. Shell shock. I'm I'm not. I'm All not, I got from yeah, that I'm, conversation is Nitro's fat shaming ships, and that's messed yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so Dan, I'm Dan, not into the curvy ships. Dan, Dan, you're not Relum. You are Dan, Dan. But please I'm not tell us about you. What does Dan, Dan do that Relum doesn't? What's di- What know. makes you different from Relum? <laughs> oh, many and more things. Uh, why you got to put me on the spot like that? Because you're uh, our first, guest. We want to celebrate I'm you being Rella. here. Uh, uh, my name is Dan, not John. Uh, What's your favorite color? Relum lives green. Excellent. And a very uh, specific green. <laughs> what ships do you have? <laughs> specific green. A saber. <laughs> yeah. One single saver. That's it. Hey, hey, that's all you need, man. I like to put it in my asteroid hanger and look at it, and then I fly it sometimes when the game decides to run for me, because that's been a point of contention lately. (laughs) Yes, uh, it comes in roundabouts, uh, how well it runs. I've been trying to launch the universe, and it's like, you're going, you're going. Nah, you you timed out. Go away. You're, Dan you're actually has a weird universe. issue. Yeah. Dan actually has a weird issue sometimes where it won't even let him launch the game. Like, oh, no, he I downloads the patch. Are oh, you... Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I just, like, it was just... When I downloaded it, because uh, I just recently downloaded it again because I got a new hard drive. And, uh, well, I got an old hard drive that I cleaned and I have Star Citizen on SSD because... Why not? Mm. it's got its own SSD it's its own little pretty little private space on my computer and uh 
when I downloaded it, I guess something went wrong, so I hit launch and nothing happened. And I continued to hit launch multiple times and nothing happened, so I restarted my computer and it worked fine. Yay. Marvelous. <laughs> and so, I went in my hangar, I got my ship out, I said, that's pretty. Let me go in the universe. And I went to connect it, said, hey, you timed out. And I said, well, I guess I'll try again later. I, I still find commander? the fact... I didn't try. I've yet to try <sighs> again later. I still find the, the fact funny that uh, uh, Dan was the one that introduced me to Stasis, and he was the one that he actually bought a package before I did. And uh, he was the one that convinced me to buy into it. And yet now it's like, Nitro, how do I play? Nitro, what am I doing? Where's my ship at? Why is See, my ship not my okay, hangar? Okay, because if we compare amounts of free time, you have <laughs> exponentially far greater, more free time than I do. It's arguable. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are, you, are your 12 hours of schooling a week really weighing you down? <laughs> Before yeah. we start having to mentor a counseling lesson between these two, they, they've been married for about five anymore. years now. The, the marriage is dead in the water. Seven, seven actually. It. Yeah, but you've been married for five. Uh, it's seven and a half. <laughs> Just because I don't remember I'm our gonna, anniversary. I'm going to let this flow because we've got nothing else to talk about. So go for it. <laughs> the news. Star Citizen is breaking us apart. So there has been a little bit of info droppage. You know, just something that we've already known. Uh, Brian Chambers uh, comes into the stream and he was saying about CryEngine is at least 50% changed from original code. Next, you are the code monkey. You know what these ones and zeros mean in English. You are math. In your opinion, um, what kind of... Explain that to us in layman's terms from what, how much effort has gone into changing the engine core code. Oh, okay, no pressure. Um, no pressure. Just to, you can yeah. summarise it. And one of the things I think... Yeah, he, he, yeah. One of the things you see people say a lot is, you know, they, it's hard to people visualize the change change the engine. Like it's not like the good example is, you know, people are always saying the ship went by a different engine, Unreal or whatever. Mm. Right. The way to think of it is that even though it's as Cry Engine, that it's like a computer in the sense that you have Cry Engine as a computer you buy off the shelf, it has all these parts on it. And so they make that part for doing physics, they make that part for doing sound, and so on. And all they're doing is, is like building a computer. You take the parts out, you swap them out for new bits, you upgrade them, so on. And so while Unreal um, might have came out with newer parts installed by default, they're going in and taking engine and removing the parts that it needs to be removed and upgraded. And so really, there's, just because it started as CryEngine, there's no inherent cap on how good it can get because you buy a really low-end PC doesn't mean it can't eventually become a really high-end PC by swapping out parts. And so, I mean, they've changed out a lot and made it, you know, like I said, over 50% of the parts. In your opinion, as they go forward with more engine work, um, would you say they've probably gone over a hell of a lot of the biggest barriers they're going to encounter, say, from adding in 64-bit floating-point unit is possibly the hardest bit of work they've got to do on the engine or would you say that there are still 
as large or larger obstacles for them to overcome overcome yet because i mean netcode i'm not saying it's simple but if you code it, it it doesn't have you don't they don't have to reinvent the wheel fully with the netcode but physics grids and the way that that's working that's quite unique i mean i think we're starting to see that they've got most of the foundations in and that's why we're starting to see the content roll out quicker and the Lando, one of the things that Lando mentioned that they're on asset creation phase, mostly. Yeah. And in layman terms, would it be accurate to say that they're, they're literally just creating the objects that you are going to see in the game now? So things that they update, you will physically see, mostly. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're still working on mechanics and stuff like that. They're nowhere near yeah. done in that regard. But one of the things that I think it was Brian Chambers said was they've got to the point where all the plans for the mechanics they've got that were on paper and written down and planned and the foundations, the other systems that those needed, they are now in place and they can start working and implementing the final-ish mechanics, the ones that they think will last in the time and do everything they need it to do in future. So I think we're definitely getting to the stage where, from a foundations perspective, there's something really solid. Is that why we're starting to see... Um like the scanning mechanic is starting off its life as this golf swing thing. You just press space at the right time. But as, um, the, as the game matures and progresses, that's going to be, you know, less about pressing a space bar. That's at the moment, that's only a placeholder just so they can test the actual scanning. And then they'll chuck out the space bar thing and add in something that's close to the final vision. Yeah. I mean, the important thing in that segment of ATV, but they spoke about it was, wasn't that, yeah, you're interfacing with it. You're, you're using the scanning system with a golf swing mechanic. It was the fact that they've got it so that the, the, like the way your readings are coming from the ship are coming through. They do the cross-sections now properly. They do the IM using the component system where if you're using more power, you will detect that. So all those systems that are like important parts, those are the foundations that let scanning work. You can have a golf swing or a fancy station that you use for scanning it's going to, all of them are going to be using those IM, EM cross sections. Having that stuff and done, that stuff done properly was the important part. And so, well, on a single seat ship, a golf swing mechanic, it's maybe how you use it. The important part was the other stuff, the foundations, the systems that it's detecting are in place. The important part is not what you're seeing, but it's what it's doing. Yeah, it's right. the stuff that it's using. Mm. Yeah. And Dan Dan. I forgot to ask you, what is it you intend to do in the verse on release? What do you mean by that? There's, I mean, hopefully there's going to be so much to do that I'll be able to do everything because I'll waste my life. Are you, are you going to grow and breed sheep on an endeavor? That's if they add sheep in the game, shiver for you, I will buy an endeavor and breed sheep. I will have four biodome modules just for sheep full of sheep make sure they're sheep full don't, of sheep don't get cows dressed up as sheep don't let them place you i'll make <laughs> i'll make sure i get my sheep okay excellent make sure they're not wolves my and eyes. sheeps while you're there and so dan dan and if you <laughs> if you were the one that told nitro about star citizen where did you learn about star citizen um, um, I have a bad memory. Uh, 
It's true. Don't put me on the shiver. I can't <laughs> remember where I heard about this game. Oh, no. I know, but I don't remember the, where he found it either. The internet, uh, I think. Wasn't it? Um, wasn't the it, internet. Uh, I, it was one it of was those like websites. Right after, it was that right after down. Their, uh, it was a it was right com. after the, the Kickstarter. Yeah, it was right after the Kickstarter ended. I found a video on it, and I was like, hey, this looks cool. And then we started watching stuff, and then we watched the 24-hour stream of them going through stuff on the last day of the Kickstarter. And uh, I eventually bought it, and then he eventually bought it, and then we played it, and it wasn't done. So we went looking <laughs> for more things. So we started watching all the YouTube stuff. Then we started watching Twitch stuff. Then we found the base, and then I convinced him to make a station, and now we're here. Because yeah, I, do... I think it's really funny. It's the story of our lives. I think it's really funny because um, I think the way it worked was Dan saw a video for it where it kind of explained what exactly the game was going to be. And that same week, like maybe a day or so later, I watched a video for it. And essentially it was a video where the guy was like, oh, yeah, all that's available right now is a hangar where you walk around your $150 spaceship. And I remember thinking to myself, this is dumb. I don't get it. Why would someone pay $150 for a spaceship and then just sit there and look at, at it? Add it in a hangar, and then Dan came to me a couple days later. It was like, look at this game. I was like, oh yeah, I saw a video for that. I think it's dumb looking. And he was like, no, 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 no. Look at all the stuff you're going to be able to do. I'm like, that's amazing. That's awesome. I need this game in my life. And now I'm a concierge backer. And then I went to his house and said, hey, look at my hangar. He said, uh, yeah. but all this other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> One Excellent. day I'm going to get a USB. <laughs> oh yeah, we we got the uh, the hangar or the uh, the Hornet package because it had a starship or a spaceship shaped USB drive. That was the main reason why we wanted it was we wanted the USB drive. One day, Chris Roberts, I will yeah, collect. <laughs> so it's eight o'clock now. We'll go for another. I say it's eight BST. We'll go for another hour, but I'll open it up to questions now as well because there's nothing else to talk about yet. So that's what Yeah, he might try to put me on the spot again. Yeah, if you can think of any awkward questions for Dan Dan especially, oh God, please ask them, please. Oh, oh yeah. And Do so, Dan, it. you help out uh, every so often on the spot now, don't you? Every so often. Um, if by help out you mean I sit there and talk. That helps? He shows up. And if... It does then, help. then I do that on uh, the Spartan Hour. I do that on Cosmic Cataclysm. I do that on Postcards. And apparently now, I do it on the INN stream. All these people can finally see you. Oh, wait, they can see me? Oh, boy. So, Hellcat Leet would like to know, Dan Dan, what do you think about the flight penis, also known as the Banu Merchantman? Wasn't it attached to the Banu Merchantman? I love this it. Is, yes, underneath. Do you think the Starfarer's little fuel rod thing, that counts as a space flight penis? It could, because it actually docks with things. Type hats. Yeah, type hats. Well, no, no, it's, a, it's a little bit more gentle right than a type hat. Type hat's a very not gentle maneuver. That's and true. And it's usually when docking two ships together, not on transferring fuel, so... I've just noticed, I have to interrupt you, that Fastcart is in the chat, and happy birthday, Fastcart. <gasps> oh, it's his... Well, I feel like I should have known that. Happy birthday, You should Fast do, Car. considering I messaged it to you. 
Did you? God, I feel Ooh. like a. <laughs> I feel like a butt. That is. Now. Dang it. The amazing James Grimswolf would like to know favorite sheep, favorite space sheep breed, and why. Um, Alpha Centauri Four definitely because they have the softest wool. Next question. I like the ones from Alpha Centauri Three because the milk is frothier. Yeah, but you're weird. Yeah, yeah. I tried to pull the wool over like your eyes on that one. From, I like the ones from Omicron Percy. I ate. They're a bit angry though. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> Next. Yes. So the answer is not Favorite spaceship. Favorite spaceship and why? I don't like spaceship. Why don't you like spaceship? Are you sheepish? Because I've. No. I have no need for space will nor space. Any space sheep products. Space lamb? Space chops? What, what's no, going to keep you from the space right. cold if you don't have a nice space wool sock? Yeah. I don't know if as, sock as, would make that much difference. As it's an two aside, socks. Or a side note, I would not be surprised if we break 126 million while we're streaming here right now. Because right now it is at 125.93 million. Fantastic work. And that's probably a lot of that is down to Polaris, one would imagine, or mm-hmm. Polari. What what is everyone in chat's view on the plural of Polaris? Do we go with Polari, Polarises, or Polaris with a little abbreviation mark above the S? I like Polarises because it's more I, fun to say. Yeah, Polarises is, is quite good fun. What about Polaris? Polaris? That sounds like a yeah, sandwich Polaris. or something. Mm-hmm. I'll have a pelogi mm, on rye. I don't even know what rye is, but yeah. <laughs> it's bread. Yeah, it's the well, type I of bread you usually out. eat roast beef on it. <laughs> we use plates here. Really, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Sometimes you savages. We put, we put bread on our plates. <laughs> uh, our holiday, has Jake been consumed by the mysterious and evil abyss known as adulthood? Uh, no. <sighs> <laughs> is the answer no everyone is in sitcom Eris Nakara CCT Jake Dolvac Wolf Sunjammer CS Storm Sto- everyone except Next and I that's it even Silence is going yep he lives so close to sitcom apparently that I, I I don't believe him. I think he actually just decided to sell his house, buy a sleeping bag, <laughs> and just sleep outside until he could get in. What type of sleeping bag was you able to get from selling a house? Like it's in America. They have these things called Black Friday sales. It's not uncommon. Yeah, they're every other Friday. Yeah, where they twice, sleep outside twice, a shop twice a year, other for other the year twice. If if CitizenCon is in Austin, Texas next year, though, which would not surprise me because you know it seems like they're kind of going to their office locations, I would I would love to make a road trip down to Austin, Texas, and go. I because that's say, probably I'm, the closest it'll ever be to me. I think yeah, it's next CitizenCon. Yeah, gonna buy a ticket no matter where it is. Gonna go. Dude, if you go, I have to go now. 
I mean, Dude. we already planned on road tripping, but I mean, Dude, if, we're gonna eat like cheeseburgers. <laughs> if if shivers what does it for you, then I mean, I guess I guess that's cool. Well, I mean, if I'm going, you're you automatically know. going because you and I are going to be doing the road <laughs> because trip. Because how else are you going to get there? Yeah, exactly. Well. Uh, Ruderin, do you think the Polaris looks like a duck in a nosedive? <laughs> do you think it quacks like now a duck? Now that you mention it, yes, I think it does. Once seen. Now I want a refund on it. Damn. <laughs> do you think it, it? Do you think it, it has enough power to buck like a horse? It could do, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. It's got some pretty big engines. It's the, yeah, they changed when we saw it. Not only um, two nacelles at the top at the back were there, but according to the diagram, one of them's the main impulse thruster type thing, and the other one's the auxiliary. So it's going to be turning left a lot. Nice. Mm, I love left. So good. But yeah, it's. Does it look like a duck in a nose dive? It does a little bit, yeah. I can see. I mean, that was a genuine answer that I said yes, because I can picture that. Yeah, okay. okay. I, uh, wasn't it uh, Desmarius yesterday that said the, the head of it looked like the head of a wasp? Which I could What's see that? a little bit. It, the cockpit looks strangely a stranger scale Small. compared with the rest of it. Yeah, you've got like yeah. almost like a Carrox cockpit, and then there's this huge, great big fat ship sticking out the back. But it's, I still love it. Still love it. Uh, like I said, somebody somebody put a bomb inside of a uh, like a Carrox or a constellation. And it blew up and it did like one of those cartoon things where instead of like blowing it to bits, it just expanded it from the inside out. I'll take that. And that's right. how they, yeah, that's how they made the players. Next. Yes. James Grimwolf asks, which modern day persons will we be discovering as heads in jars within the game? The, um, the next president, Donald Trump. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. He'll be immortal. Hellcat Do you Lynch. think that it'll be like... Um, never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd usually ask what that one is, but I know you. <laughs> yeah. Hellcat Lee. Do you think the Polaris took over the tally as the main anti-cap ship bomber? I feel like it did, especially with the payload the Polaris has. It's a hell of a payload. 28 launches or something. What is the payload like? 28 oh, wow. torpedo launchers, 7 turrets, 26 <laughs> member crew, max. Yeah, I mean, there's some yeah, other but... ships that definitely scale entirely. It's a hard one to call, because it's definitely... You could definitely going to be able to field it as an anti-cap ship. But I feel what they're trying to do with it is make it a general purpose ship with a fair bit of teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's essentially if if you have a bit too many people to run a tally, then you could probably run a Polaris instead. I think that's what they're kind of going for. It's, the, it's, the tally's got the probably much higher maneuverability going for it. Much higher. Well, yeah. yeah. It also yeah. has um, a bit less of a, a, a silhouette because um, it, it's more, it's got that like skinny stick shape to it where it kind of widens widens out to like a, a snake head in the front 
no one's asked it yet, and I'm quite surprised, but there's been a lot of speculation over on Reddit. The bridge, or at least the front section, might be able to detach. Unless they say it well, I don't see. Yeah, I could see it. Mm. I mean, the Endeavour does it. Right. Yeah. No, the secret is, is the reason why the cockpit on the front looks so small is it just has a constellation on the inside and it just unfolds and the constellation pops out. The bridge that's your there, escape that, pod. It's just an entire Connie. Just... Yeah. That's a decoy bridge. That's not the real bridge. That would be good. Mm-hmm. The real bridge is deep inside. The, yeah, or at the back by the engines. I mean, really, that would make sense from design and tactical point of view is... Why would you make it obvious where the command crew is? It was um, mm-hmm. one of the arguments that people had for Star Trek was technically quite valid of everyone knows where the bridge is and you just shoot the bridge. If you don't, and you know, right. leaving the, it exposed on the top. Yeah, fun fact, the um, the the giant Russian uh, mech in Pacific Rim, the, the big like one yeah. that looks like a nuclear smokestack, that one, um, the cockpit is designed in the chest because they figure that the head is a very obvious target for anything. So they put it in an area where they were less likely to get attacked. Although they stupidly put the reactor in the head instead, but that seems more important. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I mean, but, their head, that example, the head was a giant smokestack, but still. <laughs> yeah, it was a giant nuclear reactor. Hide your the head. captain. <laughs> We'll come to yours in a minute next. We hamster. Is anyone concerned with the Polaris's light armor? Concern? 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 I didn't. I didn't really look at any of the specs of the ship. I just kind of looked at the general shape and design. That's literally what it says: armor, light, armor. I didn't read it. I, it, I looked at the picture. Oh. I was like, "Ooh, pretty." <laughs> the thing but is, though, how light is armor on a giant ship? Exactly. That's like exactly how light what is I was light armor say. on a huge ship. How light is capital class light armor? Really? Um, <laughs> it's got a still. I oh, mean, they're like touting it's nimble. Capital class armor. It's paper mache. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're trying to tout it as nimble. So you could look at it as maybe it has got light armor for. A nimble cap ship. <laughs> it can, have it can outrun an M50 confirmed. <laughs> and its <laughs> tank will rely on the shields. Because it's got front, back, okay. and center shields. Which would make sense because um, it's obviously going to be lighter having a massive load of shield generators than it would be piling on armor throughout the structure. Mm-hmm. But it also means that once your shield goes, you're probably going to want to get the hell out of there or die. Uh, so do you think it has like very light armor and just a really powerful um, uh, reactor or, or power system? When you so say light way, armor, you're it, still, in my opinion, it's right, still right. a capital ship. So, Right, right, right. I just mean light for a capital ship. Like, say, usual capital ship's armor is like three feet thick or whatever. The Polaris is like two feet thick, mm. so it saves on weight, but it has a very, very powerful, um, uh, you know, power bank or whatever. So that way, the shields are more powerful and the engines are more powerful. I mean, nimble as well. 
how nimble is this yeah. ship going to be? Because, I mean, it's three meters shorter than a reclaimer's going to be. Last we heard about the reclaimers. Yeah. It could it's... outrun an M50. I'm kidding. We can't outrun. <laughs> can, we, can we go race Polaris's? Polaris's? I want to see that done. I really want to see that. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, and show, can I borrow like a grand? Here's one for you then. Do you think with the Polaris's ability to dock, refuel, rearm a fighter, do you think that is catering to the I want a pocket fighter crowd? Pocket carrier. I'd, I'd rather just, yeah, I was going to say, I'd, I think all ships are, all ships are pocket carriers if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Dragonfly can't be. Yeah. <laughs> You're not me. trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next asked predictions for CitizenCon. What will be your games? A delay. Buzzwords, buzzwords, buzzwords. I, 10, 20 minute delay yeah. at the start. Yep. Um, uh, t- 10, 20, two, probably 30. While Chris Roberts is presenting, someone goes off script on what's supposed to be happening behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Every Melissa. time they men- mention fidelity, take a shot. <laughs> uh, next, um, we'll see. Paul, we'll we know we're going to see some Pedro Planet too, sir. So. Yep. We know we'll probably see some squadron. They said there'd be like a demo of a mission. Um, you know we're going to see the Polaris unveiled properly. Mm-hmm. What else do we know we're going to see? 2.6. Yeah, we'll probably see. Yeah. We don't think we'll see any gameplay, but they might touch on it. Maybe go hope, a bit more detail about what yeah. the improvements we'll see. I would hope they're going to go more into it than they did at Gamescom. <laughs> we might yeah. see a vertical slice of a mission, which would be really cool. That'd mm. be cool. Yeah, but we know we're going to see a squadron mission. Right. Yeah. Updated characters with a new face yeah. rig and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no uh, neon white glowing teeth, hopefully. Of but course, they, as it's Citizen Con, it's almost definitely going to be a guarantee that we're going to see, you know, a, week, a year in review as well, where they were last year oh, yeah. leading up to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is Do you think quite we'll interesting. See everybody all emotional. Do you think we'll see any Squadron Factor cast in attendance? Ooh, that'd be interesting. No. I mean, at the least, I think Mark Hamill could be there. If you we know, do, Gardner will be there. That, does that count? If we do, I think there's a good chance that they might be revealing a little bit more than just a mission. Because you don't yeah. go to all the trouble of getting someone like that to appear just to say, yeah, yeah there's a mission. See you later. There's a mission. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Just a little clip of story mm. or something. Hmm. Mm. Dinasterim. If we stuff a Gladius inside a Polaris, inside a, a Bengal, inside a kingship, does the taste of apples turn left? Yes. No. Also, the answer that, is 42. That sounds like only, a... only on the second Tuesday of the month. What if you're wearing yeah, purple? Well, that does change things. Mm. But not considerably. A variable. There's something seedy about this. I'm just thinking about ships inside of ships now. It's like a space turducken. 
I'm trying to think of something called Space Turducken. Do you think we'll ever see blue one? We've already seen red one. Yeah. I don't know who it'll be. I I actually have no snarky comment for this. I I think I think you're taking that one way too seriously. (laughs) Yeah, it's like yeah. Can it be a purple one, Shiver? God. Yeah. Maybe a green one, a black one. What's your problem with blue? Nothing. It's just not as good as red. (laughs) Slower. Exactly, but it's cooler. James Grimswolf speculation on super secret impossible to defeat hidden boss in game which may sound a bit jokey but it is possible that within squadron there'll be well there will be aces that we'll encounter in the campaign uh, other wing commander things it is entirely possible that they'll chuck in someone who is stupidly super secret hard secretly hard super <laughs> a super secret character that's stupidly hard yeah yeah like who's that oh it's oh dude it's dread pirate roberts and i'm dead he killed me immediately <laughs> it's Bo dameron oh no he's <laughs> gonna get me either of anyone played any of the wing commander games before no. it's is that wing commander ringing uh no um, no, but that's the, 1980s. The 90s Holy shiver, take your wing commander back. <laughs> um, <laughs> you would encounter uh, bosses in there, and there was, um, you know, obviously if you got them, you would get a medal and all this sort of thing. But the important thing was the results of your missions would change the outcome of a campaign. Essentially, though, it came down to do we either got a good ending or a bad ending how many variations of an ending do you think we'll have for Squadron? Just plain old good, Um, bad, or do you think we'll have tones, you know, going from the best to the worst? I don't don't think we'll see that many variations because it needs to follow on with what they've got planned for Episode 2. And so I don't think they could differ drastically in how that ends. Um, because otherwise they'd have nine different starts for episode two. In that case, then, do you think it's going to suffer from the same symptoms that Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2 suffered, wherein you felt like your decisions were you know, almost pointless because it's like, yeah, all right, you're, you, here's A where you start, your decision decides whether or not you're going to, what you're going to get, but regardless, here's B. I, th- I think that might be the case for the overarching story. But I think in side side stories and side quests and stuff, you could shape it in all different ways. I mean, I think there might be different ways to go about the main story. Um, but I think it'll end probably in a very... If it does end in different ways, it'll be very, very small and subtle ways um, because it needs to carry on in the next game. But then, you know, they might have taken place to look at the save of the previous game and say okay you finished this way let's start it in that way but I mean if a character dies in the first game for some people not others you know how does that how do they follow that on well if your character dies really it's game over <laughs> oh other a characters character. in it oh, they could be just other characters yeah there's ways around that say uh, only certain characters that can die 
in gameplay are non-essential to the next storyline. Right, uh, all uh, Fallout Four mm. or Fallout in general, like Skyrim, where you kill an NPC yeah, and then a next of kin or whatever will take its place. And then you yeah, get this um, letter yeah. about how you've killed their family. It was their last day of retirement. Their kids are sad and all this sort of thing. I know you want that. <laughs> I'm his identical twin brother, Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But considering the scale and uh, Chris Roberts thing, it's, they, they will probably make secondary characters that could fill in the blanks. Or maybe they'll just... Um, your team is moved on to the next area and whoever dies is dead and then they've got X many pool of recruits that they can come and uh, replace them with. Once that's out, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I don't see there being any big name characters dying that aren't meant to. Um, I don't think there's any way you'll be influenced story in such a way that on one of the A-list actors... Is, is, is dead. I don't yeah. see it. I could see him killing well, Mark Hamill. I'm, yeah, I but, kill him one of them, but not in a specific storyline, just for all of them. Right, because, I mean, like, uh, not every A-list character is going to be in combat scenarios. Like, um, Admiral Bishop, you'll probably never be in a fight alongside him, so there probably won't be opportunities for him to die unless you're just on the bridge of an Idris and you pull out your pistol and shoot him in the face, which I doubt you'd be able to do um, without causing a game over because immediately everybody would like arrest you or I don't know. But yeah, the people like Mark Hamill who will be in combat with you and, um, oh God, one of the other characters, I can't think of his name. Um, those might be able to die in combat. Um, unless you're like in the same ship as them, like, uh, you know, if you're in a retaliator with them and, you know, you survive than whatever, or you can't, you have a harder time dying because you're with that character. But, Do you think that's something we might see in Squadron is rather than always being the pilot on a ship, we might end up doing some multi crew gameplay ourselves? Absolutely. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me. I can see us being turret gunners. Yeah. Because, I mean, most games, when they have multiple ways of playing the game, they very often kind of, at least once in the campaign, force you to play in that perspective, even if you don't want to, uh, just to kind of get the experience or see what it's like. So that way, people that don't know they can do that um, aren't always like, oh, I'll just pilot because that's all I can do, right? No, they'll be like, oh, I can just be a gunner. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much option we'll have in that if we are on a mission. Can we choose to be the pilot in that mission and the other guy gets in the gunner? Or can we choose to be the gunner and have someone flies around and we just shoot them? And that Do we have that much flexibility in yeah, that'd be how really we cool. play the missions? And in FPS, yeah, you go- you'll be able to go stealthily. You'll be able to do whatever you like. But in the ships, mm-hmm. can you choose a role? I could actually easily see um, you walking up to your crew or whatever and that, like inner dialogue thing pops up and it's like um all right you you take turret or you take pilot or whatever and you can choose one of those uh or like you're doing a um a run and gun mission and you walk up and you're crouched and you're like all right let's sneak around that way or uh or you know uh keep low uh, options like that to like, uh, denote stealth or run and gun what do you think it could be possible um 
to choose that sort of thing the way that Mass Effect 2's final mission, the suicide mission, did it in that, you know, uh, you have several volunteers for the turret position, but you've got to choose out of them which guy is going to be the best turreter, but not just that. You may need someone else for something else in specific who's also good at something else. So if you've put him on the turret and you needed him on the ground... No, yeah. That yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see depth like that. Because I know what the NPCs are going to be eventually like that, to an extent. Yeah, I mean, I mean NPCs having different skill sets, sorry. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's not really a, a like a, a well uh, noticeable aspect where it's like, oh, I should do this or whatever. It's more of a kind of subtle, this is a good idea to do this, just as a strategy standpoint. Hmm. We Hamster Highway, do you think they will reveal the Squadron 42 release date? And if so, when do you think it will be? Uh, end of 2017. Mm. Next? I think we'll still see it at the end of the year. Yeah. I think I, I don't know the release date. Um, I think they won't, just in case they can't. Mm. And they do need an extra month or two. But I mean, I wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me really if, if it was say yeah we're gonna get it December twentieth or something. Yeah, Dan, Dan? I I assume I I could see a bit of both. I could see I could see maybe part of it coming out this year, or maybe mid next year the whole thing coming out. But I don't think it'll be a whole another year for forty two. Uh, no, I just like poking fun. I don't think we're gonna get something as specific as. You know, and Tuesday the thirty second. <laughs> but um, when do you think it will be? If anything, I think it's going to be at exactly forty four minutes and twenty eight seconds into the stream. Why not forty two minutes in? Because that's too obvious. Yeah, but it'd be really cool. Yeah, that's true. If they could time that, that would be quite genius. It's already uh, yeah, really be. cool. They just got to up the cool factor. Hellcat Lee asks a very good question. Do you expect a new Squadron 42 trailer tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. Uh, something probably a bit more cinematic. Um, a lot more cut together. Less uh, Senate speech-esque and more um, like... PTU, not PTU, PU um, update trailers, like how they cut it together with music and stuff. Something like that, like a traditional video trailer type affair. Yeah, something very cinematic and Do you think we'll get a Morrow tour? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Haven't they said we wouldn't be getting an updated Morrow tour, but we'd be getting the demo of Mission instead? Ah. It... Dynasterim, not counting stuff that gets uh, that gets soon and gets pushed back. Every event they feature something that during the event they say we will see far in the future. What do you think it will be this time? What far future preview do you fancy? Since, since they, like Nick said earlier, they're they're a lot more solid in the base stuff, but now they're starting to do aesthetic things. They're starting to build up from like they have the engine now they have mechanics 
at least the base of them. Now they're starting to do how things look. I think the next thing that's going to be, hey, this will come eventually. Look to it in the future. Will be some of their later uh, stretch goal stuff, like languages and all that. Because there's been talk of linguists and new languages, and I think well, that might be a thing of capture where the actors were talking in Vandal. I was going to say they must must have a heck of a lot of the Vandal language completed by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the Vandal because that's 42 stuff, but mm-hmm. that's for Cinemax for 42, but for the stretch goals, wasn't there Vandal, Gion, uh, and Banu, all the other languages, think- and Banu, yeah, oh. sorry. On that, do you think we'll see Jayan, Banu, and so on in Squadron? Um, or Tavaden as well? If we didn't at least see a glimpse of him in Squadron, I think that'd be kind of weird. I just remembered. I, mean, I fully expect a Tavaden crewmate. Yeah, the Taver- a, a bit of Tavaren stuff would be surprising. I'm sorry, Shiver, would you like to say something? No, I was going to say, yeah, there'll be a Tavaren crewmate, I reckon, but no. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly, I uh, heard two years back uh, they were designing uh, Jean uh, cargo ships because they were going to be needed or mm. seen in Squadron and they were basically a massive box that was vertical in space. What yeah, more could you want? Me. Space box! <laughs> I mean, they, they are, the Jean are based on um, Asian culture and they're very simplistic over there. They like to keep things simple. What are you trying so, to say about Asian people? I, nothing. They make <laughs> things very elegant and simple. <laughs> Which reminds me. Konnichiwa to Takahiyam. Thank you. Um, um, but oh, I was going to say something and I forgot. Continue. Uh, Tavar and Prowler concept. Uh, we have such as yeah. that's actually a good point. Uh, that was yes. Well, we heard about that. Was it last year or even earlier in this year? I think it was early this year in RTVs and stuff like that. Was that the one where they said they were at that time? This is so. This is months and months and months old. And even then, that was them just testing the waters with it. So this is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, confirmed information or what they're going to be, but they were looking at basing the Tavarin on ancient Egyptian society. Oh, that'd be interesting. That'd be cool. And are they, I don't want to say crab-like, but aren't they very differently shaped? Like Because the Xi'an are, are very humanoid and so are the Banu, and then the, the Vandal are a bit taller and more feral-like. Um, weren't the Tavarin like Oh, wasn't there like a leaked ask what it turned like at one point uh, where it, it had a very different shaped body to it? I don't know. I've not seen that one. I've not seen that one. Just so think. just not aside, um, after the show, everyone should go and check out an uh, article that Eris has posted that has an interview with Dad Lando. Oh, that's cool. And that's over on imperialnews.network. Yes. So, did, did everybody see the video last night of Ares <laughs> being picked up by Disco Lando and thrown over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes? I was just about to say, there's your confirmation he survived. So yeah. He just picked him up as if he was nothing, threw him around, <laughs> and said, he's the INN now. 
As far as I'm concerned, he's yep. my boss now. <laughs> Eris is dead to me. Uh, Hellcat Leet, thank God you're here. What you like? Would you like to see an Aegis-built multi-role ship similar to the Freelancer? Um. Yeah, I, I enjoy Aegis's aesthetic. Um, I've, I've become a bit of an Aegis fanboy uh, over the years as they come out with more and more ships. So yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Anyone else? I I agree with Nitro a lot because I like the Aegis look and Misk is... I like the Freelancer. I want a Freelancer because it's cargo and blah, 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 all that good stuff, but it's too round. Mm. I want something, want something what other, better looking. What are the other Misk ships that we got out there? We got the Dragonfly. No, that's Drake. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Dragonfly. What else um, does Starfare, do? Freelancer. Reliant. Uh, Reliant. Uh, so they shoot. They seem to have uh, a very bubbly appearance to them naturally, especially on that damn cockpit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very World War Two airplane aesthetic to them, mm. like the metal paneling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I always found it strange that they never got the reclaimer. You, you'd think reclaimer, yeah, yeah. Misk, no, yeah. No, oh, I love the reclaimer. It's so ugly, it's beautiful. It's one of my favorite <laughs> it's so ships. So ugly, I want it. I do want it. I that will I mean I don't really feel like paying three hundred and fifty dollars for it, but I will definitely try and save up for it in game. Let's do it. Hellcat Lee. Do you think CIG will show off the new female character model tomorrow? Also thoughts <laughs> Oh no. Thoughts on four K uh genitals for both genders. Oh I uh, uh, I'm pro 4K, thank you. Yeah. Nick, how I mean, do you it, feel it, about 4K I, genitals? Absolutely. 100% in favour of them. Excellent. You're getting r- well behind them. Absolutely. You think they can pull behind it off? Behind and front, either sides. <laughs> uh, new char- a new female character model tomorrow? Do you think? No, definitely. Yeah. I'd actually well, be surprised if they didn't. Won't yeah. that rely on them showing off 2.6 in a bit more depth? Yeah. Yeah. But why not? It's their convention. Why not be ready for it? Why not do the big? Do it big. Because, I mean, go big, to go be honest, the, the last time that they showed um, the female model, they were talking about how they were trying to bring the male model up to the same level mm. of detail and not look like a walking mannequin. And how, so if the female model's that far along, it'd be surprising if they didn't show it off more. So what are they going to do about character hair? Does that mean that they're going to have all female models going to have one straight hairstyle everywhere and then they'll slowly introduce more and that men will have no hair still? It could be like that in the beginning. And they Wild just slowly speculation. Uh, there's going to be 150 uh, different hairstyles. Uh, 75 of them will be afros, and the other 75 will be pigtails. What about bowler haircuts? And that's just, and that's just for the male There's characters. an afro bowl, don't worry. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Miko Hatsune, thoughts on a potential consolidated multi-crew ship? 
uh, consolidated Outland, I assume. If I'm wrong, please tell me in chat, uh, Miko. Miku. Miku. Um, I don't think so, because I think from... I, I view Consolidated Outlands as like the Tesla of Star Citizen. Um, and eventually, I mean, just like Tesla, Tesla has the Model X, which is their crossover. Are you um, saying that Tesla might... are the Illuminati? Yes. All right. No. No. Um, but I think in the lore for um, Consolidated Outlands, it pretty much said that uh, the guy made the company to be able to make uh, his own like racing ship. And then they kind of just made variants of that ship uh, for different uses, like exploration and military use and stuff like that. So I'd be surprised if we saw um, another ship from that company in the near future. They were very popular. Apparently people really liked the Mustang, but then that could just be because uh, Aurora, Oh, what's the starting Aurora you can get? Is it the MR? I yes. don't know the variant. So I, never I would imagine it. that Aurora MR is probably f- far inferior in the, all the current builds that are out there now compared to a Mustang Alpha. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, Mustang Alpha is obviously not going to take it well. Mustang Alpha could potentially take a Hornet down. An Aurora MR, if if that takes down a Hornet, then that's big news and it goes on an ATV. <laughs> Which has, and that's the, happened, uh, which is why I'm saying it. The uh, the Aurora, I think the only thing that has it going for it right now is its durability and its cross-section. And a bed. It's got a very, and a bed. Well, I mean, the Beta has a bed. Oh, yeah, that's true. But you can't buy the Beta for the same price as the Alpha or the MR. True. Um, but yeah, I, I think... Uh, you know, the Aurora has a very small cross section, it's very hard target to hit, especially at a straight on angle. Whereas the Mustang is made out of paper mache. <laughs> so it's good fun to fly though. But as we discussed, is. paper mache is strong. Uh not when you try and land your Mustang and your landing gear breaks off, because your landing gear is also your wing. Well. Desmarius, that's Saint Marius. Do you think they'll surprise us with a bit more of a PU planning reveal than we'd expect? I wouldn't be surprised if they showed a little bit of maybe travel between instances. I think that, like, earlier we were talking about things that they'd show us that'd be surprising. I'd, I'd predict that. Do I expect them to show that? No. But I do I hope and maybe pray that they show something like that? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think whatever, whatever we say, they'll show they'll show something ninety times better. And so we're going to see the whole game complete and finished tomorrow. Yeah, predictions, <laughs> thoughts, optimisms. On what do you think? Uh, Procedural Planets V two that we should be seeing tomorrow is what? What? What are you expecting from Procedural Planets V two? Before um, I chip some of that, yesterday. Brian Chambers in the, the stream mentioned this that. This is the reason I wanted to happened. ask them first. Yeah. All right, okay, well, go ahead then. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, then we um, then we compare it. Biomes? Sure. Biomes? Um, li- liquid 
uh, oceans. As opposed to those oceans. gas oceans or those ketchup oceans. Yeah, or uh, yeah. some sponge planets oceans. have frozen oceans, thank you. Non-Newtonian oceans. That's just an ice block. That's a comet, not a planet. <laughs> the, <laughs> the entire ocean is made out of ketchup. Well, that's no, that's all, that's my prediction. Ketchup oceans. Ketchup oceans. Oh. Okay, I like that. Next. Well, whatever Brian Chambers has said now is that his vitamin can compare to ketchup oceans. Well, but, um, d- disappoint us. Let's let's hear it anyway. Well, he said we'll, we'll see ecosystems very shortly. And so that kind of it depends how much you get into it. But ecosystems could be anything from biomes with trees and stuff to, to, to animals on and stuff like that. Ecosystems could be anything. It could go a long way, you know. Um, multiple ecosystems, atmosphere animals. stuff. Animals would be cool. Water and water flow was mentioned. Yeah. I'm obsessed with what? that. What? Unheard of. Yeah. They, there was, that was mentioned a few months ago, just yeah. April, May. Yeah, they went, wasn't it uh, under polish yes. or something like that? I think, yeah. Yes. I, I can actually imagine how amazing it'd be flying by a waterfall or something. Especially amazing. one that's been yeah. really polished and shines. Yeah. Yeah. What do you use to polish like water anyway? Like a frozen anyway? waterfall. Yeah. Uh, more water. Put water on the water polished as long as it's clean water on the dirty water yeah mm. <laughs> uh, see now but i just i just want to be able to make like a hanger through a waterfall like a bat cave <laughs> oh right sorry, sorry i missed, I missed the question dinasterim who will be playing the drinking game tomorrow i will be oh christ <laughs> no 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 I, I, it definitely won't be that bad no. All right, so he gets one time and then he's done. Yep, that's pretty much it. Maybe like oh, I can't. She said fidelity. <laughs> nope, we can't because we'll be doing a live blog if you can't watch it. Just like I, uh, which will be on imperialnews.network. Will we be cross-posting that to Reddit? Probably. Don't know. Yeah, probably. Probably. It depends on how much is coming out and how stressful it gets. But we will yeah. probably be posting to Reddit as well if you don't fancy going to imperialnews.network. Uh, Hellcat Leak, do you think CIG will show off the Vandal character models and ships? We haven't seen much of the Vandal since one of the Squadron 42 behind the scene vids. I hope so. If they're going to make one or out, two, not many. If, if, if they're, they're going to show the, the missions or cutscenes, I wouldn't doubt. Yeah. Like if they there will be all the ships. There'll be surprises left. But. I can see him. I've got to be careful how I say this. The potential is there for them to show the Vandal model. Yes. I thought I honestly thought you were going to say potato instead of potential. The potato. The, the potato is there to show the Vandal model. Oh, I understand that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. If such a thing exists, of course. A vandal potato. It's like a normal potato, but the roots are actually knives. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it's just a normal potato. He's just got a little fancy knife on the side of it. Mm. He gets it's aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, any more questions? Please keep questions coming. 
do you think they say uh, they're going to say anything about the RSI uh, HOTAS? That's an interesting question. Um, that is 50-50, isn't it? If they say nothing tomorrow, then we're probably not going to hear about it mm. for a fair old while. Yeah. yeah, especially with that Logitech purchase of um, SciTech. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the Logitech that- purchase? I mean, we can a little bit. I know we did a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't think it's going to disrupt anything. Oh. I think it's just going to slow it down. Actually, that does remind me. In case uh, anyone's thinking about buying a SciTech product right now, don't. Don't. <laughs> don't right now. There's, I've seen quite a few reports at the moment that SciTech, if you get one now uh, and you try and RMA it, SciTech are like, not our problem. If you try and get in touch with Logitech, they're like, we haven't got anything set up yet. Not our problem. So everyone, if you buy a SciTech product and you need to RMA it, RMA it, you could be waiting months just to start the process. At, well, months might be an exaggeration. You you will be waiting an unknown time uh, until you can even possibly start the RMA process. So wait. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Logitech Hotas, or it's still going to be SciTech if it's going mm-hmm. ahead. It's probably a maybe a safe bet to say that high end one out the window, unfortunately. Yeah, which oh. is a shame because that one could have been really good. It was beautiful. Mm. Yeah, but the other one is it's still going to have everything you need on it, including two trackballs on the throttle, or was it just one trackball on the throttle and one on the stick as well? If I it's going the ladder. Well, that's where the make surprises. It would hang a surprise a lot of people if they came around mm. tomorrow and said, you know, here, that one's done. Things are going well for the next one. Buy it. It's been a year since we've seen it. Yeah. yeah. And or heard anything about full it. of surprises. We only saw a mock-up. Uh, there yeah. was... Uh, it's been... Te- there were prototypes in circulation that got tested. That's the last I've heard of it. Yeah. Now... It would be with, a nice surprise. With SciTech's uh, reputation, you know, people like to say, you know, 50% chance you'll have to an RMA a stick when you get it from SciTech. Do you think Logitech, whose last HOTAS had to be withdrawn from the market because it was unreliable, do you think they've learned enough from their previous experience and SciTech know enough to improve these issues or do you think nothing's going to change in that regard I I don't know enough about HOTAS because I've never owned one so I don't really think I have the expertise to be able to comment yeah likewise I don't know much enough about SciTech really to say I've got one HOTAS and I don't need any more so Dan Dan yeah same boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dan, they're not boats. They're ships. Yeah. <laughs> ships so, are boats, though. Spaceships. Um, space boats. <laughs> Who's driving the space, space boat? boat? So, SciTech had, when it, when SciTech were SciTech and just starting off, like back in the days of Civilization One, they were reliable, good products. 
as Mad Cats acquired them and less money was spent on production values, we'll say, the quality went down, but the designs were good. If Logitech... But isn't that the story of Mad Cat? Mad Cats is a side tech, things though. that don't work at all. <laughs> I've never used Mad Cat's stuff apart from... I've got an X52 Pro lying around somewhere. It's all right. It worked. Bit plastic. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Logitech mix, but they're, they're brilliant customer service. Hands down, I cannot fault their customer service. Uh, I have a G700S mouse from Logitech. This is the sixth time I've had to buy the mouse because a known issue with the whole G700 series is the left click button just goes. The, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, the contact is not very good. And it's a known issue, which is why they brought out the 700S and said, oh, guaranteed for a million clicks before it goes bad. And you're thinking, you say, well, I'm still got to pay a lot of money for a mouse that you just say it's going to break still. Yeah, that really makes me worried about my mouse now because I have a G700. It's going to happen. Simple as that. You can, no. There's a few things you can do to prevent it for a while, but it's, it's you can replace the unit or you can clean it with a very good contact solution. But it's just going to break. Just my heart. I I love it. I love it, but they break. I love it too. I I, I just got yeah. a Logitech G900. It's yeah. pretty. I haven't heard um I haven't heard anything bad about them yet on that front. Yeah. But I think my only complaint about it, Yeah. I think my only complaint about it is the the middle click is very um it requires a lot of force and it's very squishy so you're you're more likely to accidentally scroll than you are to ac- actually click down. And I I use the middle click to open new tabs all the time, so I find that annoying. But uh, they so do. Just gotta mice. remap all those extra keys. I do. I, I remapped it. So Logitech do really good products. Uh, some slip through and have a fault every so often. I mean, the G seven hundred is no longer the flagship product. Simple as that. It's a good mouse, but they they don't really like to talk about it anymore. I don't think. Um, but I cannot fault their customer service, which is. As far as I understand, most definitely a massive step up from Madcat SciTech uh, customer service who drag their heels and can take months, apparently, but will sort out your issue. Logitech, uh, I, I've emailed them in the past saying, you know, I've got a dodgy mouse, it's broken, and they're like, is it in warranty? No, it's six months out. Oh, that's fine. And just send me a new mouse <laughs> and send the replacement back. Logitech, send me free stuff. <laughs> Um, I just like that the chat has gone into everyone talking about their mice and peripherals. Yeah, I know um, when, it, when it comes to uh, Logitech mice, the uh, G402 and the G502 are really popular at the moment. Only problem with the G502 for me is it was wired. Was it the wired one? It's excellent. Yes, it has. <laughs> See, it's, I, it's fantastic. I like my wireless because sometimes I like to go and you know, sit the other side of the room and watch a movie and bring the mouse with mm. me so I can go handy for that. And I've got this horrible habit of pulling cables everywhere over things and it's just not good. That's what a wire bungee is for. Those things are magical. <laughs> I haven't got the space Lost for it to be effective. It was st- 
At some point, it's still going to have to go across my keyboard. Oh, interesting. But anyway, that's beside the point. And we had a good little wonder there about mice. How does everyone feel about cats? I think they're amazing quantum fuel. Yeah, I was going to say they're really mm. efficient. Hmm. Nice fish. Efficient. <sighs> Can I leave now? No, no, not for another six Am minutes. Am I free to go? Six minutes. Six minutes. That was good. A- a- any last minute questions? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, can I leave Anyone? Now? No. Next question, please. No. Can I leave now? No. There we go. That'll Dang. do. So that, that was actually surprisingly painless for no news yet. But um, we'll come back to that. Anyway, let's do some housekeeping and go around. Dan Dan, as our illustrious guest, where, where can we find you? Uh, the Discord chat, my Twitter, you know. And what's your Twitter address? Uh, uh, it's Danberry, D-A-N-N-B-E-R-R-Y-Y, at, at that, do it. At that. I don't do things. At Dan Dan, I I follow him. He hasn't followed me back. He hasn't tweeted anything. It's brilliant. I love the relationship. Sure. Um, I retweeted a tweet today about this show. And I will follow you right now because I didn't know. You happy? (laughs) I will follow you because I feel bad about it now. Yes. Way to guilt me into it. Nitro Taipat. Huh? Inventor of the Taipat. Where can we find yeah. you during the week? Uh, you can find me in the Bases Discord chat, where you can find Dan. You can find me on Twitter at uh, at NitroTypat. Um, and I do a show on Saturday mornings at the base. Um, I think it's uh, 1100, yeah, it's 1100 um, Eastern and 1500 UTC. Yes. And postcards is so. on break. Sort of. Yeah, postcard. Yeah, I, I kind of forget to pimp the Break. things I'm on with other people, like postcards. Um, next, the fastest transcriber um, in the West. Where can we find you? Yeah. Well, no one can find me anywhere. But you will. Uh, next week, when the, tra- the CIG shows are back, I'll be transcribing those with the rest of the team. Um, who do an excellent job. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm just doing behind Don't the scenes things at INN with the doing the live blog with the citizen on presentation tomorrow yeah so and you're on the pre and post show yes yeah so which um, brings me nicely oh and you, you I was were... going to say there's a, I was going to say there's a couple articles out from the guys at CitizenCon that are worth checking out Eric's put one out on the pre-sale funding and David has put one out on the, their day one shenanigans Excellent. And of course, you work incredibly hard uh, behind the scenes. A lot of people don't realize just how much work you are doing behind the scenes. So thank you very much, Next. You work very hard. Are we sure he's not a robot? Because he does a lot of work. No, I know he's a robot. Okay, cool. This, this, Once you accept it, it's easier. This is some sort of weird software avatar that he's got. It's like face rig. Far oh. more advanced. Far more so realistic. Way farther. Mm. 
That accent, though. Why did you choose that accent? I was about to say. It makes him sound more choice. intelligent. Everyone knows <laughs> the smartest men in the world are Scottish. Like <laughs> Braveheart and I can't Loch Ness. believe it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to try. I'm just going to stay and here. I should have tried. Uh, I'd like to extend a special thank you to Acid Zenith, who is doing the tech behind the scenes to let us broadcast video. So thank you very much, Acid. Without you, there would be no inside this week. Uh, talking of inside, next week, uh, Eris Anko should be back. I'm hoping to get someone extremely special in to talk about Gamescom, which you will not want to miss oh, out. Oh, well, Citizen Con, not Gamescom. Citizen Con. They might, want, they, they might want to talk about Gamescom as well. Um, and I would like to thank you, home, the community, for watching this. I've been doing this now a year, and it is only thanks to you that we are able to keep going, that INN is able to keep going, that we have the motivation to keep going. So thank you very much. And I, I also said I would give a special goodbye to Takako Hime. So, um, matane Takako Hime. I think we're done. Um, we got ShivCon tomorrow. Yep, ShivCon. Which is ShivCon, ShivCon 2016, which we're going to do with Relum from the base next and Nitro Type yeah, yeah, it's the convention where we sit and watch the presentation of another convention. Well, yeah, yes. We, like, it's going to be basically this, but we're going to just have a laugh, like an official laugh, because. An official laugh, yeah. An official take the mix stream but we will be re-hosting the main stream right here on twitch.tv slash inn live uh so you can base, chat without hundreds of other people are the base re-hosting the audio or the stream as well uh yeah we'll probably simulcast it so that way the stream doesn't cut out and cut back in um mm. and then of course we'll also probably be doing the pre and post stream which will just be the same thing just over there yeah. as well pre-stream is literally just going to be a laugh so if you want important information don't bother turning up to that if you want postcards with cameras and relum sat there losing it thinking why the hell did i say yes to this you'll want to tune into that the post stream however yeah. will probably be serious and do an actual analysis and chat and talk yep. speaking that, of that's uh, just how our mind's blown yeah speaking <laughs> of uh, the mainstream um it appears that if uh, right now with the star citizen stream if uh, they reach 7.5 thousand viewers at the moment, they're going to be giving away a Polaris. So mm -hmm. go help them give away a Polaris or go enter with the other I'm, 75. I'm disappointed people. about that. Yeah, I've, I've been watching Exclamation Mark Raffle just scroll by for the entirety yep. of the show. I'm more, they said, he said yesterday he was going to reveal the secret of the locker if they got over 7,000 viewers. I want the secret of the locker more than the Polaris. Oh, you mean the little post-it note password thing? Yeah. What the? What's that about? Yeah. What's that I about? sat. I was. I think. I think I sat for like three hours at uh, uh, midnight trying to figure that out one night, and I just gave up. <laughs> he didn't have well, the right smart to postpone. I think we are done for this week. Thank you again, ever so much for tuning in. I apologize for no news to talk about yet. There's not going to be a week in ten. At least not until Eris gets back, and then we can talk about uh, Citizen Con. Uh, fiction is still due on Wednesday, I believe. Next, I don't know. Probably due Wednesday. 
Cosmic Cataclysm coming. Uh, I'm doing an experimental all-metal show, apart from Confused and Dark. Postcards, we are doing a soft rerun. We're going to rerun it, mm-hmm. and Nitro and I are going to talk all over it live and tell you how bad it is and take the mick out of okay. ourselves. I remember this part. We're idiots. <laughs> what were we thinking? Um, we'll probably have some fun with that. Uh, this oh, yeah. podcast is being archived. We'll go up on YouTube. What else? I think that's about it, isn't SoundCloud. it? SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm sorting out the SoundCloud. Vince is doing an amazing job podcast on SoundCloud feed. as well. And yeah. yes, so hopefully we will see you all tomorrow for CitizenCon or ShiftCon 2016. Yay. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Dan Dan. Thank you, Nitro. Thank you, Next. Thank you at home. And goodbye. We'll see you in the verse. <laughs>